0: Thank you. Awesome. Well, we're just going to get straight into it. It is Phil and Julie. Uh, You can take a seat. God bless you. God is so good. God's moving all over the planet. I recommend you get a smart TV, one that will be able to enlighten you to a lot of great ministry that is out there in terms of um, what God is saying and doing, and I certainly do, and I love that person who bought us a new smart TV, and, um, and uh, yes, we do watch a bit of Netflix, too, uh, when we can. Um, we're, it's a multi-gen service, so I have permission to do some loud stuff, quiet stuff, and, you know, creative stuff. And Jilly uh, and Andrew are away with their children. they they got the caravan bug. Andrew loves his caravan, but he's strategically gone away up north. That's my daughter and son-in-law. Jilly's usually on keyboard. Runs a lot of the stuff of the church, the business stuff of the church. Uh, they're about mid-thirties, and um, but they've taken their four children up up north to Middle Rock, and they're hanging up there with their their good friends that uh, also like the caravan and have time out, and that would be I think the McManuses and uh, the Boyds and some other guys that are up there all having a big hoedown of uh, fellowship. And Jess and Ev, too, with baby Moses. And uh, so we bless them, Lord. We bless them. And they will listen to the podcast. I've asked them to listen to the podcast. We're talking about experiencing uh, God. And um, I, I honestly believe that you've got to experience God. We call it experiential faith. Amen? Uh, if you're not experiencing God, you're selling God way short of what He can do and what He is. And, and so one of the key things that we like to enlighten people to as a Spirit-filled church is the empowering presence of God. Can I get an amen? And uh, we're getting people from other denominations. We won't mention them. But they want more of God. Amen? They want more of God. And the Spirit-filled church should offer more of God. Uh, and it should not be just a form of godliness denying the power therein. And can I be honest with you? I think the contemporary church has gotten a little bit too clever and uh, relying on programs, relying on the the cuteness of our presentation, and we're denying the power of God. Come on, we're denying Christ Himself. So we don't want to be doing that. God bless you guys, and I know you got married, and well done. Give them a hand clap. I've just... (laughs) Uh, Yeah, just God bless you guys, and uh, whatever you needed on the altar... He will supply all your needs according to His riches in glory. Wasn't it fantastic that the children were able to bless you like that? Fantastic. It says in the last days that there will be a great movement of when we experience God that we would prophesy. I love the whole notion of prophesying. I love the whole notion of when, especially in prayer, decreeing and proclaiming and prophesying and so the bible says in acts don't go there yet because i I just got a little interlude to do first it says in acts chapter 2 verse 17 in the last days, say the last days god says say god says god say god is saying now good that's important in the last days god says i will pour out my spirit on all people. A bit of that happened this morning. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams, even on my servants, both men and women. I will pour out my Spirit. Even upon the children, God is going to pour His Spirit out. Can I tell you, mums, you need to allow your children to feel the Spirit and the presence of God. I know your parenting is awesome, but in these days when there's a lot of stuff vying for their attention, and I would even dare to say there's a war over their hearts. There's my family seminar statement right there. Christian family uh, seminar statement is this. There is a war over your children's hearts. And, And so we want Jesus to win their hearts. We want the Holy Spirit to win their hearts for Jesus. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. Say this: they will prophesy, and I will show wonders in the heavens above and the signs on the earth below—blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness. Uh, the sun will turn to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who could—this is great news. This is good news. We got to get this good news out, guys people got to read you for the good news that you are even before you open your mouth they got to say man what is it about you man how did you do that how did you win how did you get there how did you have this you know this great family this great life they got to that's got to even you just got to be read. the bible says in corinthians you should be a living letter so i should be able to read read josh because he's a living letter is that right is that what you're learning in bible college nearly there man just another 10 months you're nearly there give him a hand clap he's doing some major he's gonna he's gonna be a professor of theology but first he does that he's gotta wash a few feet and (laughs) clean the toilets out (laughs) and you know do the and play bass when you're not a bass player because that's what you do when you serve the kingdom you'll just do anything and uh, well done And so, these last days, they're pretty dramatic. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I'm going to show you a clip. It's a bit high energy. If you've got earplugs, you need to put your earplugs in. I want to play it for 90 seconds only. I love the whole song. But it's really, it's about the energy that I love about this song that states that we speak to our circumstance. We actually speak, breaking off chains, and the fear that held me, I refuse to agree with the lies that told me. I take up my position, speak to all my conditions, take the authority, authority. you won for me. Point to the cross now. The word of the Lord in my mouth to bring about the change, full of your power, I step out declare aloud your praise i prophesy i prophesy i prophesy is that is that what you know does that ring with you does that am i speaking to the right church or is this the you know the the chosen frozen the <laughs> the church of the first no no anyway and and so we are in a very Ah, there's a great word, enviable. Did I get that right, Phil Cairns? Enviable position. Thank you. My English teacher in 1968 would have been just so chuffed. Um, (laughs) It's what old people do. They always regress. They always go back. We just got to be careful we don't do too much (laughs) of that, all right? And, and, And so we are in an enviable position to hear from heaven, Hear what God's saying about yourself. Say me, my, me, myself, and I. Me, myself and I. No, no, don't say that. It's not good because that means you're fractured, and you, you know, you're. You, you might even be um, narcissistic or something. You know, you. Uh, is there a, narcissism? No, it, it, it's you. It's your soul that you are a steward of. Your spiritual life, that you are a steward of. A- a- and God is desperately trying to reach you from heaven to speak to you. Amen? A- a- and we hear, not just for ourselves, but for our family, our children. Multi gen, see how I got that in? I'm towing the line, I'm with the program, <laughs> working on my feet. High fine, man, I'm doing it. I'm doing a multi gen sermon. And, a- a- and so we're listening for our marriage, our business, our personal lives. But then we're listening, and if you get a big enough heart, you start to hear for... Boom, boom. You start to hear for other people, your workmates. Hello? Because the Bible says, uh, in Corinthians Chapter 2, verse 5, uh, uh, chapter 5, uh, thereabouts where it says we're a new creation in Christ it says before that that we do not we do not um, interpret people by the flesh any longer that, that we see them by the spirit did you love that? did you love that? that we don't go oh, that's just ah. Oh, no we interpret them like they're saved or not saved God loves them and whatever sort of thinking you think about them, you've got to redeem that. You've got to reconcile that to believe, oh, that person. Why do I always see that person in the streets? You're, you, you always bump into some, someone in the workplace, in the shopping center. You turn a corner, there they are again. What is that about? Look, I'm trying, you know. And, and then a month goes by, you see them again. What is that about? Maybe it's God saying, would you, would you just take them into your heart and begin to pray for them? Amen? God speaks through circumstances. Mark Vickler, fantastic book of the 70s about how to hear the voice of God. He says, one of the ways we hear God is by circumstance. Maybe repetitive circumstance. Maybe by God speaking to us through the Word. Maybe God's speaking to us through a sermon, through the worship. We take that and we say, what does that mean? We take our Bibles, we take our Bibles and we get a scripture about it and then we pray it back to heaven. We reconstitute it. We reframe it. And then we pray it back to heaven. Lord, I just know that you wish no one perished. Is that what you're trying to say, say to me? Are, are you giving me a John three sixteen? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have ever. Is that what you're saying to this person at the checkout, in the workplace, in my family, in my brother, my sister? Is that and so you grab the scripture and then you prophesy. Is this good? So uh, let's, let's have a look at some of the energy. I need it a little bit louder than that film clip that Chrissy did so brilliantly. When, when our team do those film clips, turn it up, give it some, I want some five senses stimulation. Uh, up. energy. I'd love to play all of that, but (laughs) yeah, that's Planet Shakers, my darling. Planet Shakers. (laughs) There is some older crew in that mix uh, that have been doing that for a long time, shaking the planet. So Father God, we come before you right now and we just pray that God that you would give us, Lord, wisdom and understanding of what you're saying to us that Lord God we just pray that you would help us understand uh, what you're saying in this time in this day and age uh, so that we wouldn't get preoccupied with other stuff but we'd hear from heaven and recite that back and declare that back and prophesy that back and decree that back in Jesus name and the saints say amen Amen. we're talking about the transformation I'm just going to just crunch it as quick as I can now and uh, we're talking about transformational change of the I guess it's the greatness of God and where I get that greatness of God is from Ephesians we're doing uh the Ephesians uh pop-up course isn't it great guys that we're learning about uh the Ephesians church and how it was able to rock a whole region 300,000 people were in this region there was um uh there was uh Worship, false worship. Uh, A piece of meteorite fell out of the sky. They made a monument of it and they used to worship it. And, uh, And of course, the powers of darkness were pervading over that region. And Paul turned up into a little church, into just a little struggling church. And he said, This is great, guys. You're doing well. But actually, I've heard from heaven. I've heard mysteries. Say mysteries. It's my key word mysteries. I've heard mysteries, Rachel, for your youth group. You're doing great. You're rocking. But the Apostle Paul, if he walked in here, he would say, but I've got some mysteries to tell you how to really energize your group, how to push back the powers of darkness, and how to take ground and be an influence in the atmosphere, not just on the ground when we speak and it falls within earshot of people. No, when you say something, you decree something and prophesy something, it will reverberate in heaven whoa can that be true it is true because we've been given authority did you did you believe that those guys that's what they were saying authority we've got it that's authority that's not insipidness that's energy from heaven those those guys were actually emulating (laughs) emulating emulating the power of god that is causing them to prophesy because I think it's Evans. What's his name, the two brothers? Um, Ashley Evans, yeah. Who's the other one? Russell. Russell. Thank you. Yes. And those guys, they're constantly, wherever they go, it was awesome because I saw them in Israel and he was doing it again. He was prophesying in Israel. I've never seen anyone prophesy in Israel as such. I've seen great teachers great meetings and great worship, but um, I've never seen actually someone stand on a stage after they've done some serious rocking and prophesy, you know, some, some Holy Spirit into the occasion. I just love that. And uh, Israel certainly need that. Change is now coming upon the world so fast. Here's a statement for you. Change is now coming upon the world so fast that the only thing we can now count on is change. Here's another one. One of the enemy's primary strategies strategies is to wear out the saints. And I I grabbed this in my full version of this message. I, I started off with that because I think a lot of us are getting distracted in a busy world. And we're getting distracted away from our top priority of knowing God and hearing God. I think one of the key distractions, and I'll say it, I know I'm on about it, is Netflix. People are going, what's next? I just watched something awesome. And I hear people saying, what else is? What else can I watch for six hours? What else can I watch for 10 hours? I, I love this stuff. That's basically what you're saying. For God, sorry, but I have found something more worthy, more worthy. For my affections, and it is the vain imaginations of creative people that know not God, and a lot of them are engendering some weird stuff. Can I get an amen? I mean, you got to sort through it, and I know some of it's great, but you know what? They're saying this is normal, that's normal, and that's normal, basically. Amen. And you got to be a strong Christian to be able to, you know, get through the bones of the of the message of the meat. Ah, I got man. So I believe people are being distracted. I believe another thing. Someone said. Someone tried to. Uh, uh, what can I say? Um. Someone tried to go to church. I know this person, I've known him for a long time, 30 years probably, and it's the same repetitive cycle of dysfunction. They tried to go to the church, and apparently she had three people in the car park, all service, three people trying to get her because she had a little bit of a meltdown. And and so they had three, this is another church, had three people from that church in the car park trying to console the precious woman. Now, I know straight up you should say, well, what's wrong with that? But hang on. How many times I know that she's done that? And how many times has she worn, they have worn, because it can be guys too, they have worn out the people? Uh, There's actually a a scripture that talks about that um, in the last days. There will be one sent to wear out the saints. Can I just say, as another distraction, be careful of things that have been sent to wear you out. There's a a line there. of You've got to be careful of meddling, letting God, you're not the fourth person of the Trinity, letting God work it out, amen? And, And backing off saying, man, I hear what you're saying. Well, you know, just look, here's some help. Here's some Bible reference. Here's opportunity, but it's your choice. A- and I think we've got to be careful of being distracted by that. That is my pastoral thing. There is power to change to transform your life. And you know the Scripture that says, my, my God will meet all my needs according to His riches in glory. Philippians 4.19 I sense that we need stability. There's a Scripture in, in um, Isaiah that says, that the Word of God will be the stability of the times. That the Word of God will give me stability. Listen, if you're not doing devotions every day, the you version, if you're not doing devotions and allowing yourself to be stabilized in the Word of God to get your true north, to get your listening ears activated, to get your heart responsive, to get your spirit in touch with God, if you're not in the Word of God, Faith comes by hearing, by hearing the Word of God. If you're not in that daily, you're a tougher man than I am, man, because I know I need, that, I need that Word of God every day, especially for what we do, that we have to be at the front of the church reading all the situations that present us, that present issues and stuff. I've got to be sharp. I've got to be smart. I've got to be in tune with God, and I've got to know what God wants. So the Bible says in Romans fourteen seventeen. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, it's not a matter of rituals and jumping through hoops, but of righteousness, peace, who wants peace? And joy in the Holy Spirit. So that's how you get your stability. That's how you're able to flow that stuff. When you're living in it, when you recognize it's in you, the kingdom's in you, then you can start to flow that peace, joy, and righteousness, or righteousness, Peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Ron cannoli. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part... Sorry, we're just having a little interlude. Just another... (laughs) Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Everybody... Come on, everybody. Julie, last week, preached a great message. Revelations 9 8, 10 says, For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Why am I talking about prophesying? Because ultimately, prophecy is about Jesus. If I said, God is good and He's going to break you through and you're going to feel like God is there for you in so many ways... You, you will not even believe it, that you will feel like a son, that you will feel like you're totally adopted, that you feel like God is smiling upon you. Jesus is making a way for you. The Holy Spirit is there for you. Jesus is there. He's looking at you. Jesus is, is lifted up over your life. He's a banner of truth. I'm harking about Jesus. I'm talking about Jesus. The spirit of prophecy should resolve itself into Jesus. Amen? Everything I say about Doug, Doug, you're an awesome guitar player. Oh, God. And, and you know, the Lord's been good. But ultimately, we're going to find that Jesus is going to be revealed through that prophecy. Amen? Yeah, so, true. so last week, you did a brilliant job, Jules, of revealing Jesus through that incredible message for the testament of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. And then when you see Jesus then you'll become more christ-like it's amazing when people worship stuff they become people look like their pet dog sometimes because they love that dog so much and you say is it just me or do they look like that pet dog i don't know it does happen we can be transformed, I'm talking about transformation, we can be transformed in a day. 2 Peter 3.8 says, but beloved, do not forget the one thing, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. What am I trying to say? What might take a thousand years to get you to glory might happen in one day. God can change you in one day. One day is as a thousand, a thousand is as one day in the scheme of things in God's kingdom, amen? He can heal you. The doctors say that's going to take three years to totally get over. Bang, and you get a touch of God in one day. You got healed. I love that stuff. Lord can do it. Hebrews chapter 4, 1 to 4 and 6 to 7, just take the note, I haven't got time to go there it's talking about not entering the rest. They, they haven't mixed faith, God's people, the Israelites, they're wandering in the desert, and it's basing, the whole narrative is about, not, they're not mixing faith with what God is saying and what they're hearing. For we who have believed do enter that rest. The rest that they're talking about is the promised land. <laughs> it's actually what we are encouraging the people of God to enter in, not go around the mountain over and over again, but to enter into that rest. There's no rest. David could not rest until he saw the presence of God abiding in a a sanctuary, in a tabernacle, if you will, and ultimately in a temple. David was just, he couldn't get the rest, and you won't get the rest until you allow until you enter the rest and allow God to rest in your heart. Until you let God rest in your heart 24-7 and get used to accommodating the presence of God on the altar of your heart, you will not find rest. David could not find rest. He's always anguished. This is great. All that you've, I've overcome the enemy here. I've done this. I've done that. I've, you know, but st- now I've got to get that presence that the Philistines have stolen. And so began his journey of getting the presence back to Jerusalem. That will give you peace. When you're resting in the purpose of God, in the will of God, now you've got peace. Now you're just chuffed. Say chuffed. I'm bringing back some of these old words that we're losing. Chuffed is a good word. Chuffed. I'm chuffed. It's a bit of a pommy word, but... Lord. I surrender. I allow you residence in my heart. Just just close your eyes right there. Sealer. Peace. Dear God, I give you permission to abide in my heart, to rest, find rest in my heart. You are looking for places to rest in. You are looking, Lord God, for places to rest in. God is speaking to us to return to Him, to walk with Him in a manner worthy of the calling. Today, today, it says today, if you will hear His voice, do not harden your hearts. Hebrews, chapter 4, six and seven, amen. The word mystery, the word mystery. Paul is saying, this is a mystery. He knew the word of God, he knew the Old Testament, but now he's downloading basically revelation knowledge of what, who God is and what God wants to do. And in Ephesians chapter 3, 16 to 21, that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened, I'm talking about the power of God transforming you, to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes all knowledge, surpasses all knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations. Multi-gen service, remember. All generations, forever and ever. Amen. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Paul several times in his writings talks about this mystery. It's it's. He's alluding to the fact that this is beyond normal comprehension. And actually, he says in Scripture, in Galatians uh, chapter 1, verse 11 and 12, he says, Brethren, I make known to you, the gospel I preached is not according to man. I did not receive it from a man. I, it was not taught to by a man. I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. I received it by revelation. That's why Paul challenges the church in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 and 19, as I was teaching last week. And if you're a man you want to join us tonight, 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock, we're talking about Ephesians, which is a powerful book. And it talks about this high calling. And it talks about the riches of our inheritance. And when you understand it, you go, oh my goodness, I've been selling it myself way short. Uh, there's so much more to this than I ever thought. So Paul, he talks, he says this, that the God, he challenges the church and he's challenging you and I, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you spirit, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. To understand this Bible, you're going to need a spirit of wisdom and revelation. (laughs) If you try and read this with your carnal mind, with your logical mind if you try and read this like Spock, if you just try and read this like an academic, you will fall short in the dust and you will it is to be read by the Holy Spirit who illuminates the mysteries, say mysteries Mysteries. the mysteries that God is speaking to you, you need Paul says you need I'm going to read it This is my prayer to you. May give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I'm reading from Ephesians chapter 1, 17 to 19. May give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Just pray this. Lord, give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Now point to heaven. Point to Jesus. Now pray this. The eyes of my heart, Lord, open them to give me understanding so that I may be enlightened, that I may know what is the hope of His calling, the greatness of His calling. Lord, open my eyes that I may see the exceedingly great power Of God towards me, coming towards me and in me according to the mighty power of the living God. To accomplish your will, to accomplish your purpose for living and all that you were placed on the earth to do, Paul challenged the church to open their eyes. And when you open your eyes like this the heavenly realm will be more real to you than what you see in the natural you will actually go man look at those dark clouds someone might say look at this negative report from the doctor look at this court order look at this and you go man you know what you're showing it to me but all i'm seeing is god's report whose report are you going to believe there's a higher report. You can believe the 10 spies. There's giants. Huh. And they've got big beds. I like that. And there's big beds, nine foot beds. And there's great, and there's, 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 we felt like grasshoppers. But God, you've given me faith. You've given me eyes that see. You've given me the ability to transcend the normal circumstance of life and to see on a higher plane. I, I can see angels around me. I, I can see it. I can hear a prophetic word coming to me. I don't know what it is, but I feel like I've got to decree and declare and shout out a Jesus proclamation. Amen? Amen. That's what we do. That's what we do. All right. Here it is. Now I've told you that, that the eyes of your heart need to be, in, need to be open. This is what we need to do. Five keys Five keys in five minutes for your prophecy to be fulfilled. You, you know the Scripture says there's a book for you. It, it, it says in Psalm 139, you saw my substance being yet formed. Psalm 139 verse 16, I saw my substance being yet unformed and in your book they were all written. The day is fashioned for me when as yet there was none of them. But you know what? I think Satan has a a counterfeit version of that book. Satan has a counterfeit version. We need to get the heads up in these days so that we do not get distracted, so that that we don't get hoodwinked by by the stuff of life, that we don't make God secondary, but we keep God first and we seek His kingdom first. Jeremiah chapter 11, verse 18 in the NLT says, Then the Lord told me about the plots my enemies were making against me. Just as you're starting to to get ascendancy into the will of God, just as you begin to get a taste of your eyes opening to the kingdom of God, and you're beginning to see on the landscape of your life that there's a greater horizon, the enemy, he's got plans to shut you down. Five keys to your prophecy being fulfilled. God is breathing on your prophetic promises, church. He's calling those prophecies to life. He is awakening your faith. He's restoring hope. Hope that has been snuffed out through seasons of hardship and loss. Your Father says, Your Father in heaven says, You will not only dream my dream, you will possess my promise. Can I get an amen? God is a covenant keeper. He's a promise keeper, amen? He is faithful. Some prophecies are going to be filled suddenly. We're going to see it in our lifetime. Some prophecies are going to have to be, you're going to have to walk with God on it. You're going to have to develop a relationship with God. That's why He's going to take time with it. Some prophecies, you're going to have to journey with him and dialogue with him. And you're going to gain his strength and continue to learn to be upbeat, even through the valleys, even through the struggles. You're going to grow up in that. You're going to grow through the hardship. You're going to grow through the trials. You're going to grow through the stuff. And you're going to develop a relationship with God. Isn't that amazing? Some prophecies are going to happen like that. Father, we pray for the suddenlies, but give us strength to get through the journey of seeing these prophecies come to pass. And the saints say, one, here it is in a nutshell. I could expand on these, but my time is gone. Give God your yes. Luke 1.45 says, blessed is he who believed. This is talking about Mary with the pregnancy of Jesus, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Blessed is she who believed. We need to basically say yes to to the prophecy that God's given us, yes to the Word of God that God's given us, yes to that sense of calling and destiny that we feel right now. Maybe we've been in God and journeying with God for a long time, but you're realizing, as Pastor Phil said, through this great salvation that you have inherited, that you need the eyes of your heart open to know, the, to know the greatness of your calling and to understand the incomparable glory of God that rushes towards you. The drawing of your heart towards this sense of calling, like an invitation, God is saying, do I hear a yes? Can I hear you say yes now? Can I hear you say Yes. Two, journey in a relationship with God. A prophecy is like a gift from your heavenly Father. He says, this is what I have ahead of you. We want to be like Abraham, Lord, that who just obeyed and begun his journey from Ur, begun his journey from his father's household and followed you. Lord, you were skimpy on the details, but you said to Abraham, follow me. A big command, follow me. Lord, I will follow you. Three, take Jesus' hand when you fall. Psalm 37, 23, 24, nearly there. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall. That's good news, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Though you make mistakes, Though you mess up, the Lord remains faithful. The Lord. And He gives you a second chance too, like He did Jonah. Whoo! Three, I said that. Four, journey with others who can speak into your life. Ruth had Naomi. Joshua had Moses. Moses had Jethro. Elijah had Elijah. Elisha had Elijah. Esther had Mordecai, and Timothy had Paul. Divine connections, godly connections, giving you strength, giving you the heads up, giving you a prophetic word in the time when you need it. Five, birth your prophecy through prayer. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, For all the promises of God in Him are yes and amen to the glory of God. Father God, we believe right now. Let's just stand if you could. God bless you. We believe in your prophetic word to this world, to our nation, the great Southland of the Holy Spirit. We believe, dear God, for the prophetic word that's been spoken over us through godly meetings, through a man or a woman of God, through you, you yourself, Lord God. You, I heard from heaven a prophetic word. I took it. I wrote it down. I journaled it in my Bible. I journaled it in my notebook. And I, Lord, pray right now the Holy Spirit bring resurrection power to that prophetic word. Lord, help me again to prophesy, to declare, to decree your will for our church. I would love it, get this, I would love it if I had people that would prophesy on behalf of this church, for breakthrough, financial breakthrough. Let, let's pray that. Okay, so what's your basis for saying that, Pastor Phil? Well, the Bible says that we should be the head, not the tail. Maybe we should not have a mortgage. Imagine that, that we should be the head. Well, Josh, does that sound, does that stack up with your theology? That we should be the head, not the tail? Sorry, Nathan, Joshua. I hereby change your name. You, from this day, you will be Joshua. Now, forget that. Scrap that. I need to, re, I need to rethink that. <laughs> okay, let's prophesy. Father God, we pray. We pray for the person beside me, the person in front of me, the person behind me. We pray, God, that everything they place their hand to will prosper. You said, Lord God, when we're in covenant with you, when we give unto you, when we worship you, that you will supply every need according to your riches in glory. See how I'm using the word of God? Jesus, I declare that you are El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider in my life, in my health. It's not just finances, guys. It might be in your your soul. It might be in your emotions. It might be in the deficits of your life, in your health, in your social life. He wants to prosper you physically, spiritually, socially. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless your spiritual life. Lord, I pray right now by your word and I declare over my life, I will be amply supplied that you'll add no sorrow to it that you will prosper me, that you will prosper me in my time of living, that I shall be able to be resourced enough to accomplish the assignment on my life to be a blessing because every life represents an assignment to perform good works, to perform a work of God in the time of your living. Lord, I want more than enough. If He can get it to you, if he can get it through you, he'll get it to you. Lord, now lift your hands up like this. I break off every spirit of lack and poverty, debt, and I declare Christ, Jesus Christ, freedom. Set me free from every worldly encumbrance. Set me free from every worldly debt. Set me free, Lord God, from everything that attaches itself to me to bring me shame or condemnation. And set me free from every financial debt I have. I know some people need this. I know personally half a dozen people that need this prayer. I prophesy. I prophesy to my financial world. You shall prosper. There shall be a turnaround The stone is being rolled away and resurrection power is coming to my financial world right now. To my business, resurrection power, to my life, to my financial world. I prophesy it. I prophesy to the wind. I prophesy. Amen. 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 I can feel God here, man. I'm done, but I can feel God. I feel like we've thrown our weight around a little bit, church. That's what Dad does when he gets home, sets things in order. Father God, we bring you into this house. Jesus, we bring you at the center of this church. May no program, no other expression detract your people from knowing you. May every prophecy represent Jesus. May every preach represent Jesus. And may this atmosphere represent Jesus. And may my life represent Jesus. I receive it, I believe it, and I thank God for it. Amen, church. Awesome. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c 3 telgraorgau We hope to see you at church soon.